How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome in to another episode of the Suncast podcast. We have two awesome interviews today with two of the best athletes in the entire Sun Conference. First off, Mr. Tim Bouchard of the Kaiser University Seahawks, the man of the hot corner, is having a hell of a year. He's leading the Sun Conference in RBIs with 62. He is in a tight home run battle race with our good friend Brian Fuentes over at Southeastern. They're squaring off against each other in West Palm Beach at beautiful Sylvester Field. We've said it before, that's very much a hitter's park. We talk a little bit about it with Tim also down there in West Palm Beach. I'm sure him and Brian will be adding on to their home runs and RBI totals a good bit this weekend. We also have Miss Kayla Swenson. She's joined by her awesome boyfriend and one of my good friends, Mr. Paul Sustachek. Kayla's having an incredible year, one of the best years in Sun Conference pitching recent history, honestly. She's 17-2. and two. She's not really walking anybody. She's striking out everybody. She's got a .62 ERA, which is good for the best in the entire country. But before we get into those interviews, this podcast is brought to you by the one, the only, the best Brazilian food this side of the Mississippi. It's El Baron. It's Mr. Bond over there getting lit on a Friday and Saturday night with us, cooking up empanadas and chicken power bowls and pork power bowls. Y'all know those are my favorites on the menu. There's a lot more to choose from. I'm going to go and get me an apple pie empanada today. I've been craving one. He's just started being open since Wednesday through Saturday, I believe. I don't think he's still going to be open on Sunday, maybe early for Sunday brunch. <laughs> I think he's going to, I feel like he's just been nursing too many Sunday hangovers. That's why I haven't been out there on Sundays too much. <laughs> but uh, no, I lo- love Vaughn. Uh, y'all go try them out. Uh, I've told y'all before, if you're at Weber, Warner, Southeastern, it's worth the drive. If you are from outside and you are coming through Babson Park, definitely worth uh, getting off on 27 or 17, whatever routes you're taking, and come giving it a shot. All right, and with that, here is Mr. Tim Bouchard. And here we go. What's going on, everybody? We welcome on a very special guest today. It's the man at the hot corner for the Kaiser University Seahawks, the first Seahawk we've ever had on the Suncast podcast. So why not have on Mr. Tim Bouchard? Tim, you're top five in the Sun Conference in virtually every hitting statistic. How are you doing it this year, bro? Uh, I'm just trying to repeat my success from last year. Uh, just going in with preparation daily. Um, you know, I have a I have a great staff and teammates with me at, over at Kaiser. Uh, kind of just helped me day in and day out, getting better every single day. Mm-hmm. Kaiser's had a little bit – y'all had a little bit of an up-and-down year. You've gone on hot streaks, cold streaks. Obviously, sweeping Weber was huge. Just lost two of three against a very good Warner team. They're going up against each other right now. Last I checked, I think it was three to two in the bottom of the third. And I'm play-by-play for Weber. So, I was hoping my boys can turn it around. That sweep against y'all was gut-riching. But that talk, let's talk about that sweep just a little bit. Do you feel like that was a big turning point in y'all's season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that series – was probably our best all-around series as a team. Um, coming in from like the team last year, we uh, we didn't really return many players, so it's kind of been a little bit of a learning curve. Um, and now, obviously, this home stretch here, we're trying to play our best baseball. We got a big series up against Southeastern this Absolutely, weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Southeastern's, they're the cream, cream of the crop. They're the best team in the country right now. What's it going to take for y'all to uh, win the series against the Fire? Um, I think just playing our game, not really trying to <clears throat> get to expand too much, whether it be on the field or up at, up at the plate. Um, obviously, Southeastern's extremely good. Uh, everybody knows that. But uh, even last year when we played our, our game, we competed with them until the final out. Uh, two out of three games we played them last year. So I think that's going to be a big thing for us. Yeah, uh, when I called the Southeastern Weber game, it was a very close game. Both We played games one and two. Game three we're playing next week as a rain delay and whatnot. And I, I was telling Tim before the podcast, as soon as we started, Scooter was going to cause a problem. He just picked out his loudest toy, and he's about to bring it out here. But so if you're going up against Southeastern, that's going to bring up the best pitcher in the country and with Rob Adams. Um, against – the fire, or especially against Rob Adams, you'll face Gillespie too. 
The biggest piece of advice I can say against them at the plate is be very patient. Adams is going to throw a lot of of change-ups and that slider of his. If you're patient with it, you can get some walks and then force him to pitch out of the stretch. Other than that, dude, that's about the best advice I can give you because they're they're going to be solid at the plate. They're not going to make many errors. And But if you're very patient with Adams and Gillespie and you get some guys on, you never know. You, they may hang one. And a guy like you, especially in Sylvester Field, kind of a smaller ballpark, turn that thing into a home run derby. You can be the first guy this year to hit a home run off Adams. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, um, it is. You, you. I know for you, individual stats probably aren't the biggest thing, but you do just want to let you know you and Brian Fuentes, the second baseman for the fire, it's y'all two going for the home run lead. Is that, is that something you're really looking at right now? You want? I'm sure it's a title you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've definitely peeked at it a few times, um, kind of just see where he is and stuff, and uh, trying to go out and match him a little bit. Hopefully, this uh, this weekend will be definitely fun getting to compete against each other. So, yeah, to watch him in, in person. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to be able to watch. Weber is uh, they're away. They're playing Warner, which is like a five minute drive. I'll be able to go to a couple of those games. But y'all are obviously y'all are the big series of the week. Uh, for me in the Sun Conference, and we'll see what NAIA balls if they if they decide that I'd be surprised. Um, earlier this year, y'all kind of got a little snub. Y'all been a top twenty five team, and now you're outside the top twenty five. Does that put a little bit of a chip on y'all's shoulder? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think we realized that you know we didn't we hadn't been playing uh, the baseball kind of necessary to you know garner a top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, title whatever you want to call it um yeah but i don't know we haven't really been focusing on that too much as of lately we've just been trying to go out and play our best baseball day in and day out just because that's been one of our bigger issues is uh our consistency you know throughout the series yeah guys like you on the suncast and i say guys the other people who were from outside of florida people i like to have on and just hear they how they ended up in the sun conference i tell the audience and myself a little bit about how your baseball journey has led you to West Palm Beach. Um, so, I'm I'm older. I'm 24. So I've old man. I've been around <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so my first year out of high school, uh, I went to Adelphi University, which is D2 in Long Island, New York. Um, and then I ended up transferring after that season to Limestone College, which was another D2 in South Carolina. Um, and then honestly, after back-to-back years where I didn't really play. Uh, I kind of had this like attitude that I felt like I deserved a spot, even though both years there I'm kind of a new guy, so I don't really, I don't really, you know, deserve anything in right. their eyes. Um, I don't know. That kind of messed with me a little bit mentally. And then after that year, I actually, I had actually quit baseball uh, for an wow. extended period of time, where I, I literally didn't even pick up a ball or a bat for. <laughs> probably like six, seven months, uh, which had been the longest time I had ever gone without playing baseball since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was talking with my fiance at the time, now wife, uh, and she kind of, you know, told me that basically I've dedicated my whole life to playing baseball. You know, why give up, you know, when I'm like right here at the end. Um, and then, so I decided to start working out again, um, started to get back into baseball shape. And then I just sent out a bunch of emails um, <clears throat> cause she lives down in Florida. And so that's how we ended up down here. Mm. And then, uh, Kaiser was one of the schools that ended up responding and I got in for a workout there and I liked all the stuff that, uh, coach Fordyce who had, you know, 10 years of MLB experience, which was a great selling oh, wow. point for me. Um, and just for an opportunity to play. And, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up there. And I've been there the past, uh, that's going on my third year here now. That's awesome. It's a kind of a uh, it's a very similar path to Jose Gonzalez, who just broke the RBI record for Ave Maria. Uh, had him on a couple weeks ago. He said he quit baseball, wanted to try try something different, but ultimately got drawn right back into the sport. That's what I love about baseball and you know sports in general, man. They they always find a way. If it, if you still have enough left in the tank, there's going to be a way that that sport. Especially baseball. Baseball, I mean, it's romantic. It's a romantic sport, dude. I, <laughs> I, lo- I love baseball. I, I always sucked at, you know, I struck out playing t-ball. It's a little joke I like to make, but 
Uh, always been a sport I've been involved with. So you're from up north. You um, I believe you told me before, uh, Massachusetts, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so you're obviously a Red Sox fan. No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> growing up, David Wright was always my favorite baseball player. So I kind of just stuck with the Mets, and I've been a Mets fan ever since. So what, what's more gut gut riching? The last two uh, World Series winners from the NL East. With the Nationals and the Braves winning it, or y'all losing it to the Royals in 15? Which one hurts oh, more? I don't know. The The 2015 one was – I think that one was the worst just because, you know, you're so invested into it as a as a fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, every single game watching, every single pitch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, honestly, I don't mind seeing the Braves win just – even though they are in the least high because I like the Braves, but I, I hate that. seeing the Nationals win. Cause oh, yeah, screw, screw that's, them. That's more of like a – the Mets Mets rival, I would say, more so than even the Braves. It is more geographically. They're y'all, those two in Philadelphia are right there, and even yeah. for the Braves are just kind of in the middle in the East because the Phillies, the Mets, and the Nats—they're all up in the Northeast. Miami's mm-hmm. way down here next to us, and then Atlanta's yeah. right there in the middle. But no, it, when the Braves won, dude, it was a surreal feeling because that was the first time I'd really seen any of my teams win since the Saints in '09, and that was when I was a little kid. I was sitting right over there on the couch, and I was just like, "This isn't real. Like, yeah. th- th- this is a this is not a real feeling." And like, next thing I know, I just feel a tear roll down my cheek, and I'm like, "Oh my god, we just won the World Series!" And then a few months later, Georgia won, and I was a I was an emotional wreck when Georgia won the national championship. It was against Alabama. You uh, you you uh, football guy too, or just baseball? Yeah, I'm an NFL fan, uh, but once again, I stray from uh, the New England kind of path and I ended up a Seahawks fan okay just uh Sean Alexander was my favorite football player growing up so that's the team I stuck with what do you think's the what do you think's the worst loss the 28 to 3 or the goal line oh the goal line easy yeah <laughs> that's just that that one was that was hard to watch I got I mean, a lot I got a lot of buddies up in Georgia that'll disagree but <laughs> either way they were both they were both hilarious uh for me just an objective as a fan I'm like that's that's pretty funny that happened. Now, <laughs> my girlfriend's dad now, he is a Seahawks fan, and I've asked him about that, and he's like, you just got to stop or I ain't going to let you date my daughter anymore. <laughs> but no, the, 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 just a cra- that was a crazy – I when I go back and think, one of the best plays in Super Bowl history was um, – I, I think it was Lockett that had that insane catch on the ground – and it's a yeah. play that's just forgotten about now. Because yeah, or, uh, actually, I think that was Jermaine Curse, I believe. Curse, that's right. But, You're right. Yep, yeah. it was Curse. Seems yeah, like that every... was incredible just to even get them to down to that. Yeah. To the goal uh, and, in the red zone. And now yeah. it's just a forgotten play. Yep. Yeah. God, that sucks. But yeah. I mean, y- y'all were good for a while. But, you know, now what are you thinking with the Seahawks? Is it just yeah. blow it up? Looks like looks, looks like rebuild mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate because – I mean, you never want to see your team go into rebuild mode, but no. um, I don't know. With the talent they kind of had on offense, I thought, and still some defensive pieces, you know, I think they, if they had made a couple moves, they could have maybe won a Super Bowl before they would have to go into rebuild mode, but looks like they're already kind of fast-forwarding that. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is the NFC West is so stacked right now. If you don't yeah, have absolutely. an elite team, it's kind of like, well... I think that's why the Saints are still kind of holding on because the South is a dumpster fire outside of Tampa. They still haven't yeah. beaten us in the regular season with Tom Brady, though. So, I mean, who that? Who that? <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Saints are pretty much the only team that I stray away from. But bringing it back to Kaiser in baseball, um, you know, Kaiser is one of the more well-known schools in the Sun Conference, kind of in, at least regionally in the Southeast U.S. and even some in the U.S. What is it about Kaiser that makes it such a special place? Um. I think it's a combination of a few things. Um, obviously, the location. I mean, you're in South Florida. Yeah. I mean, in West Palm Beach. I mean, location-wise, I really don't think you get, you know, any better. You're not. You're ten minutes from the beach. I mean, sunshine. You know, all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then another thing. I mean, since uh, since I've been here with Coach Fordyce, who, uh, like I mentioned earlier, has played in the bigs for 10 plus years. Um, a lot of baseball experience. He's definitely kind of helped to start build this kind of winning pedigree. Um, and I think kind of trying to be similar to what Southeastern and St. Thomas have become, 
in yeah. baseball the past you know handful of years, at least since I've been around. Um, yeah, and the uh, the environment of you know playing in Sylvester Field, which is definitely a hitter's park. I mean, uh, definitely yeah, makes no it doubt. fun to fun to be a part of playing yeah. games there. I think if uh, our guy Kenny Rodriguez, I think if he played for y'all, he'd have thirty home runs. I think he had a home run in every game against y'all, even though y'all swept us. That boy Kenny, he, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he had a home run. In, I think, uh, in I think he game. had two. You might, yeah. he had, I think he had two, maybe three against us. Yeah, yeah, he, he's dude, he's insane. But um, yeah, I mean, I've always my biggest thing about Kaiser is I'm jealous of y'all's colorway. The navy and baby blue is freaking beautiful. I mean, that's always been my gray. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I like my gray and green at Weber. It, it's, it's different. It's cool. But dude, that baby blue, it pops, especially on y'all's yeah. football helmets. Sorry, we're, we're going to beat y'all in, in, in football. We got y'all next year. Fingers, <laughs> crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully, if I have to make another tackle. My only tackle in my Weber career was against y'all. Hopefully, I don't have to do that again. But if I do, I'm going to try to force a fumble this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, you guys are – extremely good and y'all are building something special here and looking at y'all's records it, it has improved over the last few years uh and you said wanting to be in that kind of st thomas and southeastern powerhouse and it's, it, you would just talk about those teams also including like weber and warner the competition level which is something that i have preached on this podcast too many times actually no not too many because everybody needs to know that the sun conference with baseball is the best conference and it's not even close so what is it about the Sun Conference competition that makes it so good? Yeah, uh, first of all, I just have to completely agree with what you said. I mean, the, the Sun Conference in terms of baseball, like I, I just mentioned us and, you know, Southeastern St. Thomas, but I mean, you even, you've seen now Warner and Weber the past couple of years are hanging tough right with us every single time you yep. play them. Um, you know, the, the Sun is, it's, it, it breeds competition. I mean, you're mm. playing in South for the most part in Florida and obviously everybody knows Florida baseball is some of the best in, in the country, um, bar none. And, uh, yeah, I think it just with like most NAI guys, they're coming from, you know, they've been at other schools, you know, done other things prior to coming to play NAI. It's a lot of these guys who have, you know, chips on their shoulder, something to prove. And I think that's part of the puzzle that really, you know, breeds competition in here. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I came from a Division II program as well, and coming into the NAIA program, I had an assumption that the NAIA was on a definitely a lower level than Division II, maybe like a Division Three or even lower level. I found it was about the first practice. I was like, oh, no, this is, this is legit. In football, yeah. watching baseball, it's the same way. I mean, uh, you know, guys like Rob Adams and Dylan Martin and Garrett Rees. Uh, Rees, am I saying that right? His last name? Yeah, Reese. Yeah. Reese um, pitching, and then obviously guys like you, K. Rod, Brian Fuentes, Gary Laura, just to name a few guys off the top of my head in the Sun Conference that are unbelievably good. And then you look at guys like uh, Rodney Javier with Flomo. Uh, Flomo's a team. Leandy Castro, USCB. Those are teams that who really aren't in that top twenty-five level, but they always play with the chip on their sh- shoulder. And those are guys who would I think are the best. Leandy and uh, Rodney, who are some of the would be they would be one of the best players in a lot of conferences, and I think if you drop Weber, Warner, Kaiser, Southeastern, obviously St. Thomas, and even USCB and Flomo, you put them in a lot of these conferences, they're top two, top three, probably winning it. I, I completely agree with you, absolutely. I mean, I've uh, just playing against some guys and playing with some guys over the past uh, like two and a half years that I've been at Kaiser. You know, there's no like doubt in my mind that these guys should could be playing at. Some kids should be playing at high major D ones. Absolutely, some kids should be playing at mid major major D ones. I mean, Southeastern I think could go out and compete with, yeah. with just about any team in the country. D one, two, three, whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, the talent is definitely uh, prevalent in the sun, especially. Yeah, absolutely. So. I got a lot of the baseball guys that come in here. As I've said, I'm a diehard Braves fan, and I'll think of guys, and you know, sometimes they fit, sometimes they don't. You fit in perfectly. You remind me a lot of Austin Riley. Is that uh, you? Obviously, a Met fan. You said David Wright, so I assume David was one of your one of the guys you kind of model your game after, correct? Yeah, absolutely. What, um, yeah. Uh, yes. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I love Austin Riley. He's one of my, you know, favorite young players coming up in baseball today. 
Yeah, love the way the guy plays the game. Growing up, being a Mets fan and watching David Wright, you know, for absolutely undoubt, you know, I, I hate the Mets, but he's one of those guys who who they played for a rival, but you have so much respect for him. What is it about his game that you like to uh, uh, mirror mirror in game? Um, the biggest thing for me is just like going out and like doing what you're expected to do every day. I mean, like. That's one thing that I don't so much love about. I don't know what baseball's kind of become. Maybe I'm just like a like an old school guy, I guess. Um, but just like going out, doing your job, not like not trying to show up everybody else to like yeah. s- like beat on your chest to say that oh I'm the best. Like like you go out there, you do your job, and that's that. Like that's something I always admired out of David Wright. Yeah, you know, baseball at any level, from high school to obviously now college and then the pros, it's a marathon. Every season's a marathon. What do you do to keep your mindset staying up? Because everybody goes through slumps and everybody goes through series where they bat 700. What do you do to kind of help keep your mind level throughout the season? Um, yeah, like you said, baseball's a marathon. Um, there's hills and valleys, and – you know, you try and you try and shorten the valleys and yeah. uh, ride the hills for as long as you can. Um, but the biggest thing for me is uh, biggest thing for me in baseball period is preparation. And uh, the biggest thing that helps me when I'm struggling is that having faith in myself and the preparation that I've put forward. Mm-hmm. You know, preseason, daily, just all the preparation that goes into everything, and have trust in the fact that. You know, the laws of average, law of averages, is, it's going to, you know, balance out eventually. I don't know if the law of averages says you're supposed to hit a ball 42% of the time, how you're doing right <laughs> now, but that's, that's fair. Like 14 homers, 62 RBIs. I mean, what, to speak to the guys in your lineup getting on, who are some of the guys that, uh, some of your favorite guys to bring in, and is how, how big is it them for them getting on base for you this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm nothing without my teammates, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to have all those RBIs and stuff if there's not people that are in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have guys like uh, our lineup has fluctuated a lot throughout the year, but mm-hmm. you know Mason Dennison, who's our shortstop, he usually always hits in front of me, and he's fast, causes havoc on the base pass. So you know pitchers might be focusing on him, improving mm-hmm. me easier pitches to hit. Um, Cyrus Grimes, I think he leads or he's top three in the in the Sun Conference and runs scored. Um, that's kind of yeah. been our little joke going back and forth is that I want to set the RBI record as long as he sets the run scored record. Okay, that's actually testing a little bit of my knowledge, uh, something I don't know about so what Sun Conference. What is the uh, RBI record? I actually don't know, but we're just kind of okay. I wish I had going for it, yeah. I wish I had Scooter's being a terrible co-host. I would get him <laughs> to Google that right now. but Yeah, I'd be curious uh, to know that. Yeah, well – Look at it later. Don't don't make that a huge. Just you just keep doing your thing, bro. You are <laughs> you, you're seriously just. I know you are. You're obviously a very humble guy, but do take a moment and realize what you're doing is very special. You're having a hell of a year. Um, that's awesome. As the season's kind of winding down and we're getting ready to go into the conference tournament, what's it going to take for Kaiser to come out on top in the tournament? Um. Yeah. I mean. As we've mentioned many times on this podcast already, the Sun is you know the toughest yep, conference yeah, in baseball. No doubt. Uh, so going into the the conference tourney, we've actually we, we talk about this all the time as a team that mm. we joke that um, winning our conference tournament is way more difficult than winning a regional. With, just because, uh, without just a because doubt, of the without a doubt, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean this. I mean, if you took the top four teams, I don't know what the standings is. Like, you made them in a regional. Whew, that'd be that'd be maybe the best regional all time in the NAI. Yeah, literally. Yeah, but I, I, I'm super excited because it seems like everybody, and I really hope Weber turns their corner here shortly because I I think there's a very good chance we're going to see y'all are play, y'all are about to be, I feel like y'all are playing y'all's best ball right now. Obviously, a tough Warner series. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, y'all's played Warner, a tough Warner si- series, and we'll see, really see where y'all are at against Southeastern, but I feel like y'all are going to be playing y'all's best ball, St. Thomas, Warner, obviously Southeastern. Weber, I think, will turn things around. They have a huge series this weekend with Warner, next weekend St. Thomas, and they have Thomas University, 
who, um, good God, if they ever, if Thomas ever gets to be a really, really good baseball program, that's going to be. And I'm surprised Thomas. See, Thomas is about 45 minutes away from where I grew up in South Georgia, and it's a hot, that's a baseball hotbed. Honestly, kind of surprised that they that they've been a team struggling, but um, I I think they'll uh, they'll be there very shortly. But, yeah, when we uh, when we pl- we played them our first uh, conference series of the year, and they were actually rolling out some pretty good arms. I'm I'm actually surprised that they haven't you know cracked a couple of wins in the conference. Mm-hmm. But I think that just you know proves even more to our point that yeah. about how good the sun is. Who respectfully the Nighthawks one of the probably the bottom team right now. I know they are in the the standings, but you could drop them in a lot of conferences, and they're probably middle of the pack, probably even top top tier team. I mean, it, yeah, it, this conference is. I mean, I, I I go I just go on and on about it because you really can't speak enough on how good this is. I mean, it, it, it's a good conference in softball and football and beach volleyball, but the level of competition in baseball it it is. Special, you know, and it's Florida. I mean, I, I'm a Georgia boy. I'm always saying Georgia's going to be a better sport than Florida, but no, this is a hotbed. But so being from Massachusetts, you've played in a lot of cold weather, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just so a lot of the guys on here, they don't probably know what it feels like playing in cold weather. What does the ball, when you catch one inside, just, just tell, tell the folks, tell, Tell these Southern boys who ain't ever played in lower than 50 degrees what it feels like. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you don't if you don't catch it just right on the barrel, it's gonna it's gonna ring the hell out of your hands, yeah. and it's gonna <laughs> literally it feels like it's like pins and needles on your hands, like for for a good solid you know five minutes afterwards. Yeah, I mean, that's gotta be one of the worst. I played goalkeeper, and one of my worst was just that turf burn, just all down, but. <laughs> a lot of my baseball friends said there's nothing worse when you catch one fastball that came a little in, you don't get the barrel, and it just – Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. So you are a senior this year, right? Correct. Okay, so this is kind of your winding down. This is your swan song. I've had a lot of seniors on, and I just like hearing what they have to say now that they're, at least their college career is coming to an end. Just Is it starting to become a little surreal, or just what's your mindset right now with it? Um, honestly, for me, it ha- I don't think it's it's really hit me quite yet. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of always thinking about you know what's next, um, kind of what the next step in my baseball career is after this. But I don't know. I think I think we're actually having our senior day um, against one of the games against Southeastern this weekend, so it might hit me then. Yeah, might hit you, and y'all might just go out there and see red, and you go three for four, a couple home runs, and give them their first. <laughs> Conference loss, that'd be a lot of, lot of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, so you said thing about what's next. What is next for you in your baseball career? Um, yeah, hopefully I'm playing some form of uh, professional baseball after this year, whether it be um, indie ball and some sort of uh, frontier, pioneer, Atlantic or whatever have it, or, you know, undrafted free agent. You know, whatever opportunity kind of comes – Comes knocking. I was talking with uh, Willie Carter of the Rome Braves. He played at Weber for a year. And after I talked with him, so you've been watching some of the Sun Conference. And he said, he said, yeah. And one of the guys uh, that I, I talked to him is like, you need to watch some of this Tim Bouchard. And I need, I need to talk to him after. I think he's going to have a lot of, a lot of high, high, high praises for you. Because um, dude, dude, you, you're a talented guy. I mean, there are certain guys that – the swing you have, it, it, it it's a word that I'm, I don't want to say, but it's a very good swing. You know what I'm saying? It's a hell, it's a hell of a swing, dude. It, but um, is that just how many hours and what have you done to perfect that swing? How many hours have you put in? And just who were really some of the guys that have helped you with oh, that man. smooth of a swing? Yeah, I mean. You know, all throughout my childhood, you know, putting in countless, countless hours, hours every single day. Um, you know, it's it's funny uh, that when I was younger, um, I was always kind of talented, um, but never really put it all together. Um, and then I got to Kaiser, and uh, <laughs> something that my coach kind of 
instilled in me is that at this point uh, in my career, you know, more swings isn't necessarily going to be the key to success. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be mental. It's every, it's everything that's going on upstairs. Um, and I think that's honestly been a huge, huge help to me. Um, that I've actually, since I've been at Kaiser, I've probably taken the least amount of swings um, throughout my whole baseball career, and it's just been more so uh, visualization and mentally uh preparing myself for every situation that comes yeah that's awesome dude um no i mean you're one of my favorite players to watch i mean there aren't many people in the sun it's really it's you um fuentes and laura whenever they're batting and rob adams pitching outside of weber because i'm invested in everything that they do and i want all that those are all my boys i want them to succeed but you are guys that you you have the talent, and I would be – I'm not going to say surprised. You don't ever know what happens. But you definitely, I think, will have a chance to be in the minor leagues. And, you know, once you're in the minors, dude, you never know what happens. You know, you – Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Tim, you know, that's about – that's really all the questions that I've had – I got for you, dude. If you got anything else, uh, you can fire away at me. If not, I really appreciate you, and good luck this weekend against Southeastern. Yeah, I got nothing for you, but I, I want to thank you for having me on. And uh, Absolutely, dude. I appreciate the thing that what you're doing to kind of highlight uh, the talent that's going on in the Sun Conference. I really appreciate that. Absolutely, dude. I appreciate you uh, having you on. You know, first Seahawk, uh, y'all are wonderful. Y'all think y'all are one of the best-run universities uh, in the state of Florida. And, and the way Kaiser is, y'all, y'all have a top target on y'all's back with in most sports, and that's just how it is. Um mm-hmm. But with that, I mean, you don't have that target unless you've done something to earn it. And Kaiser has earned that. And it's really good having you on. I'll have some more Seahawks on across other sports, especially when football rolls around, have a couple football guys on. But, um, yeah, dude, again, really appreciate you because without guys like you coming on the podcast, I wouldn't be able to have a chance to grow it. Because, you know, starting off the podcast, it was just me throwing out stats, talking about, man, this is – this Bouchard guy is a uh, <laughs> this Bouchard guy is raking. Man, if I was Bouchard, but uh, uh, <laughs> no, and then it turned into I, I figured out you know people don't really care about this. Let's start trying to do some interviews. You know, guys like you, uh, Brian Fuentes was one of the uh, first big names. Obviously, all my guys at Weber, um, they're always down. They're like, dude, if you don't have a guest lined up, let's do something. I'm like, let's do it. But um, yeah, I was like X. Um, so my friends that have come on, um, you know, just something else I've heard a lot of from people, mostly at Weber, is just something big at Weber. But across the Sun Conference, schools like Southeastern and Kaiser that are smaller schools, the friendships and the brotherhood that have been made, that's something that I found been very special. And without doing this podcast and getting it out there, nobody knows. And, you know, they're we the interview that'll be after this is Kayla Swenson. She's a pitcher, softball pitcher for Weber. She's the best pitcher in the country right now. She's 17 and two with a 0.62 ERA. And I don't know how many people really know that. And that's something that I feel like should be highlighted in you being not only one of the best hitters in the uh, Sun Conference, but in the country. Um, good luck finding another third baseman who's been as good as you are. I think you, you should, if I had a vote for All-American, you would undoubtedly be one of the guys, you and a long list of other guys in the Sun Conference, because the numbers that you put up and other guys put up is against competition that would blow the doors off of a lot of other guys. But that's a conversation we'll, we'll say for another day. So, Tim, really appreciate you having on. And, guys, I'll do it for this interview. And here is Weber International University softball pitcher Kayla Swenson. Means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going. Hey, welcome on to very special guests to the Suncast podcast. We have Mr. Paul Sustacek of the Weber International University baseball team and his lovely girlfriend and, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, the best pitcher in the entire country. What do you think, Kayla? Is that, is that got a good ring to it or just not quite yet? Uh, not quite yet. We still got some <laughs> things to do, and um, I think a lot of the team success and individual success just comes from each other. And our team has a great environment, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be 
pitcher I am without them. Yeah, now y'all y'all had a great defense behind you and great lineup. Uh, Mimi Maggard, uh, Jenna Shadowin coming in, also in the pitching staff. So, so, uh, Mimi being one of those seniors and a lot of other seniors last year ended in a tough heartbreak for y'all against Coastal Georgia. You have them coming up. Uh, how big is this series for you and the rest of the seniors on the team? You know, I mean, you're not a senior, but how is it for you and the seniors on this team? Yeah, no, it's um, very big for us. Um, we lost to them last year in the tournament, and it was tough, but our seniors have gone through a lot, and they've fought every year, and it keeps getting better, so I think we have a good shot at it. And, of course, we just heard Scooter voicing his opinion. Our lovely co-host is always going to make himself well-known. He hasn't had any pets in the last five minutes, so he's a little <laughs> moody. So, uh, Kelly, you had, a, you had a hell of a year last year in 2021, 2.47 ERA, uh, 67 strikeouts, 35 walks. You've improved in all those numbers to this year, but the one that I'm most impressed about is only 22 walks right now looks like you will most likely finish over that number or excuse me under that number fingers crossed what uh differences have you made from last year to this year to have a little bit more control well i think that it has to do with like um how you start the batter and i think we've gone a lot more first pitch strikes second pitch strikes and just like getting ahead on them then we can mess around and throw off on them and get them out yeah um, so what, what's some of your uh, pitch? We talked earlier, obviously, softball's got a whole lot different terminology than baseball, which is the sport I, I know best outside of football. Um, so what are some of your pitches? And let's kind of break them down for us. All right. So I throw a screwball, and that breaks in on the batter's hands. Uh, I throw a curveball, and it looks like it's coming in and breaks out. And a backdoor curveball looks like it's going to – hit you if you're in the box, but it breaks in on your hands for a strike. And then for my slower pitch, I throw an off-speed curveball. Same thing as a curveball, just slower. And then my favorite pitch is a rise ball, and that's probably like my strikeout pitch. It goes well, up on them. You say it's your strikeout pitch, you must have thrown a lot of them. You're at 124 strikeouts. You're 17-2 and two on the year. Um, you know, a lot of wins has come from – uh, great fielding and a great lineup, like we said earlier. But uh, we'll get back into softball in just a second because, Paula, I do have a question for you about baseball. What's Weber got to do to turn this around? Because right now we're currently sitting outside the top six in the standings. Um, just what's happening, my guy? Uh, so we've been on a little bit of a cold streak lately, but um, we've been working our butts off in practice and talking it out with each other and trying to figure out what's best to go forward and I feel like we we've figured out what we can do to bounce back and we'll be ready to go this next weekend. Okay, I just wanted to get that because it, it's one of those <laughs> questions that's like been nagging at me, nagging at me, and this is the first time I've been able to have a uh, Weber baseball guy on after the USCB series where at least y'all made me look smart with my USCB prediction about how they would be really good in conference play. But back to you, Kayla, y'all y'all did what Weber couldn't do and I, took, I was take care of business against a Kaiser team that struggled a little bit this year, but historically pretty good softball program. Uh, them and Southeastern down here in Florida, is there kind of a rivalry with, between y'all and also Warner? And how's that with the Sun Conference play in with going up against teams like in coastal Georgia? Is there any little bit different of competition or is how do you feel with that? I think that our competition is just crazy. Every team in our conference has potential of winning the tournament and being first in the conference and anyone could win any game on any given day. Yeah, so um, what, like I said earlier, y'all came up a little bit short in the conference tournament last year. What's it going to take to get over that hump that is the Coastal uh, Georgia Mariners right now? So we have a team word and our team word is unity. And I think as long as we play like as a team and have each other's back and don't let little things bother us, we could push through anything and play as a team and get the win. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so you, you've obviously you came in the Weber as a freshman last year, correct? Yeah. You came in. You're extremely good pitcher. I believe you were. Kind of, were you the one or the two arm last year? The two arm one. We both. We were. But both. And this year, you're. I mean, the stats are the stats. We've set them already. You're. So you'd be number one on a lot of Division One programs. So what what was it about coming up in high school? Did was pitching always your number one option, or did you have other positions you were looking to play college ball? So in high school, I pitched and I played second base and I hit in high school. Mm -hmm. And then coming into Weber, I had opportunities to play second base or infield and pitch, but 
we do a lot of work of breaking down hitting, breaking down fielding, breaking down pitching, and I just felt that it's so much to focus on to be a great hitter. And it takes away from being a great pitcher, in my opinion, and I feel like I wanted to focus all my time and practice on pitching so I could be the best pitcher I could be rather than an okay hitter and an average pitcher. Gotcha. You said you had some opportunities to also play out in the field. Where were some other schools? Uh, you know, you're from Florida. Were there other uh, NAI Sun Conference schools looking at you to perhaps come be a pitching? Uh, I didn't really look in the Sun Conference specifically, but um, two of my friends had committed here, and my family grew up coming to Cricket Lake. It's mm -hmm. like been in our family forever just for vacation and I my dad used to joke around with me about coming here for school and I was like no I'm not going to school in Florida and <laughs> a lot of schools I looked at were out of state and up until my junior year of high school really I just I wanted to get away go out of state and then I realized that was not what I wanted to do yeah so then I was like where can I go and I found Weber that's awesome <laughs> everybody's got their own story for Weber you know I, I thought the same thing I took it a step further I did go far away from home, out from Georgia, from South Georgia to the middle of just about nowhere, Missouri. And I, I came running back to the South very, very quickly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about y'all. Just tell me a little bit about y'all's story. How'd y'all meet? Just get off sports. They're both blushing for the for, the, for everybody <laughs> listening. They're blushing a little bit, the lovebirds of Weber International University. Just, uh, you want to take it? Either one of y'all, go ahead. Yeah, um, so we met on like the second day of school last year, my first year, his second year here. And we're just friends and I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Um, I didn't really come into college like, oh, I wanna find a boyfriend or I was yeah. just like gonna be myself and whatever happens, happens. And I think we just, conversation's so easy with us. And as soon as we yeah. met, we were just able to talk to each other about anything. and. It's not really like either one of us to open up very no, easily, yeah. and we just did right away, and it just worked. Yeah, y'all are an awesome couple. I mean, y'all are a lot of fun. Um, so something to do a little bit different. I haven't done this. Y'all are the first people I've cooked for on the podcast, <laughs> and as I wanted to get to know y'all, uh, you know, Paul, I knew you a little bit better just from being around the baseball team. You know, y'all are two awesome people. Uh, beautiful, beautiful couple, beautiful <laughs> couple. No, y'all are all the baseball, softball out of it i love it so that begs it begs to ask the next question have you ever struck paul out before oh i have you have, have. oh yeah, yeah. Like, paul have you ever hit one into the gap against her though i said oh. what yes you have both ways both, both ways. Yes. <laughs> lefty and righty yeah lefty and right You're i know i struck no. i struck him out when he was batting right-handed yeah. and okay. he yeah. hit a bomb off me batting left-handed he can hit left handed. Yeah. He can hit left handed. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh is that something you do struggle with a little bit more softball? Is left handed batters a little bit <laughs> of the, is that maybe we maybe we shouldn't say that because next thing you know we'll be no, going up against a team that has only left handed no, it batters. It doesn't matter, it doesn't no. matter. It's all about the pitch. And I just threw him the wrong one. Threw him the <laughs> over the plate. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we have to stop the podcast for just a second, but we're back and Scoot is completely he has taken our guest over. He's been the better co-host than, than I have. He's doing tricks for him, jumping up on bar stools and whatnot. But um, getting back into softball, Kayla, uh, you know, Weber is a wonderful place, and everybody I've talked talk to from Weber has spoken very highly of it. What are some of your favorite moments um, right, right here in Babson Park? Yeah, you could say that, like, winning is, like, great, and it is, but – Really, the core like memories that I think about are what we do outside of when we, uh, what happens on the bus, like us dancing, what happens in the locker room, what we do outside, like on our off days when we go to the pool or go out to eat together. That's really like what we'll remember after, rather than all the stuff in between. And and that's the an answer I've heard. Uh, not I'll say a lot, but that, that, that's what I've heard. That's the people at Weber. Um, you know, I don't think Weber is necessarily a special place, or it definitely isn't a whole lot special. But besides, besides the beach on campus, you know, that, that's nice and whatnot. But now the people at Weber, I'm sure, Paul, you can attest to this with the baseball team as well. Um, it, it's a special place. I mean, there's just something something about right there in Babson Park where you, you make a new family. Mm -hmm. you, know, you agree with that, Paul, in baseball? Yeah, definitely. It's always about trying to get the best experience for all the guys and any team. Yeah. But um, – 
who, who are some of the girls on the softball team that you like to give a shout out to? Just either having a great year or just you love them or whatnot. Just, who, who are some of your gals? Well, first off, Whitney Bone. She's um, a fifth year transfer. Mm. She's a captain on our team and she's just like gives me light like every single day. She's awesome. She has a torn ACL, MCL something in her knee and a torn rotator cuff in her arm and she's still playing through it. She said it's her last wow. year. She's giving it all and like she's just like awesome. She that, she brings that, light to every single person on the team and she's that's insane. I mean, that, that like is... she's hurting every single day and she pushes through it and you couldn't even tell because she has such a big personality. I, I mean that's awesome. I mean something like that. I mean that's got to motivate the entire team I and mean, you see someone who and i've talked to with some people across the the conference who are in there they're in their swan song you know this is their last chance to maybe don't they're probably not going to continue their career outside of college and i'm sure seeing someone like that right in front of you in the dugout has got to be so inspirational no definitely and she's not a pitcher she probably doesn't know really much about pitching for softball and it's like I could have a bad pitch, a bad inning, a bad day, anything going on. And it's like she just knows exactly what to say to pick me up. And she's the person I go to when I feel like that. And she can be that person for anyone on our team. That's awesome. Her being, excuse me, such a big presence in the dugout, it brings me into my next question. Y'all, or not a question, more of a statement. Y'all got the best um, dugout slash sideline. Absolutely. Anybody that I've seen, uh, Weber, Anybody that's played Weber, anytime I've gone, I mean, y'all are electric. I mean, absolutely. I mean, does that? I mean, is that something that y'all have Im- implicated just through years of culture? Is that something that y'all that just through the coaching staff? Or how's that coming? Well, about? it has been through the culture over the years, but I think Coach Brand just brought that in, and that's a big part of the environment of the game. And if our dugout's flat, we're going to play flat. We're going to hit flat. Everything's going to be flat, and it's not going to go very well but with the upbeat dugout you know like even if things aren't going our way we still like are in the game and still pushing and fighting to win yeah and it's not just been varsity games it's when i've been able to come by and see jv games um they're lit yeah i mean y'all y'all are lit they're just fun and that's really like you don't even have to be playing to like you could Everybody just enjoys being there because our cheers are so fun and like we yeah. get to dance and we get to jump around with each other and it really just keeps us in the game. Yeah, and I got to experience, I've worked some games and able to watch online and cover them, but for the first time I got to experience a softball game as a fan this weekend out there in left field. It, you know, y'all going to be at St. Thomas and doing the, the chirping and whatnot. I feel like I was back in high school being able to chirp chirp at players and whatnot and I mean y'all bring that energy it, it's not just that it intimidates the other team in the third base dugout it energizes the crowd I'm sure and a bunch of guys out there in trucks we all have coca-cola cans in our hands we're having a good old time yeah. out in the outfield but um I mean no, what you guys have done this year you've already exceeded y'all's win mount win amount from last year y'all finished last year 30 and 24 you're 31 and 14 uh what what's the ultimate goal right now for y'all Oh, we're winning. The goal is to win it all. Championship. Y'all are looking full on the natty in Columbus. Oh, yeah. That's always the goal. But we got to take it one game at a time. And right now we're looking at Coastal Georgia this weekend. And that's all we got to focus on. We can't look at too far ahead. It's one game at a time. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Paul, just one more question for you about baseball. What do you think the – the goal, actually not the goal, but what do you think is, are the things that the baseball team has got to hit on for these next three weekends in order to get into the tournament and then hopefully gain some momentum and then go into the tournament? What are the things that we got to do? We just got to stick to what we are, like uh, know ourselves, just hustle, uh, stay focused and handle the small baseball things that we always should take care of. and. We take care of the small things; everything will go as planned. Mm. Uh, Kayla, I forgot to say this earlier. You were actually the first female student athlete I've had on this podcast, so I really appreciate that. And yeah, something, I, I, something, I, a lot of the things that we talked about before um, were, were things that or, I'm sorry we talked about before the podcast. I've said it all. I wanted to wait to uh, announce this and tell you this. So there's something I'm doing a little bit different this um, for softball and baseball this year, which are the two main sports that I've had a chance to cover and just appreciate 
the talent and the athletes that are across the Sun Conference in both baseball and softball. Um, there will be this, a SunCast National Player of the Year for both teams, or excuse me, both uh, sports that um, I will be announcing a little bit later towards the end of the year for baseball and softball. And I just wanted to say you, you will be one of the finalists that I'll select and it will ultimately be up to a fan vote because what you're doing in the circle this year has been, and I, and I know you're a very humble person, you're a very humble player. Um, and I really appreciate, I'm sure your team appreciates that, but what, what you're doing, I, I hope a lot of other people that are listening to this, especially at Weber, realize we have a national level player and there are national level players across the Sun Conference. And uh, so I just want to congratulate you. Thank you. I, I will be um, giving out the full list here uh, next week. You'll be one, and then ultimately be up to a fan vote because I don't want to be like, well, you picked Kayla Swinton to win because she goes to Weber. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe your .62 ERA and 17 complete games, eight shutouts. But what, what do I know? But um, no, you're having a hell of a year, Paul. Uh, you're uh, you're 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 my bench player of the year. You are my you are my official. You, look, there is nobody in the Sun Conference that will go and get a foul ball faster than you do. And you coming off the bench is the most fun because you have my favorite name to call of anybody that coming at Paul Sustachek. I mean, that one, that one rolls off the tongue. Sustachek. I love what, what is that? You uh, uh, Czech Republic or Czech Republic now, but Czech Republic. Yeah. Okay, is that like? Where's that? Not not the biggest geography guy. No, me either. I, it's just been in my family's. Uh, Heritage, I guess, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, um, guys, uh, Kayla, thank you so much for being the first thank female you. student athlete, yeah. and Paul, thank you for coming on. Also, um, that's all the questions I have for y'all. If y'all have anything, feel free to fire, fire away. If not, I- I'm all good. Good, you're good. Okay, um, again, appreciate y'all. Um, and that will conclude the, today's episode. Um, thank y'all for tuning in, li- listening. Uh, as always, love y'all. As always, if you're at Weber, go see Mr. Vaughn El Baron right there by Mini Max. Y'all, y'all know how I love him. Y'all know. I heard. I told y'all at the beginning of the podcast how much I love him. Now go and see him. He and he wanted me to thank, uh, just say thank you to all of y'all for going there. That'll conclude today's episode. Thank you guys. Um, that was awesome. Really appreciate it. Thank you.